Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, where we go on a journey of discovering who we truly are and want to become through ancient and modern wisdom, philosophies and stories. Some people in this world go through the unimaginable and not only survive, but thrive afterwards. How do they do this? Let's explore more. All right, welcome to today's episode. Listen, this is very exciting. This is a new era because I'm jumping headfirst into a new way of recording these episodes. I've decided, and I will explain to you the whole story, to start doing those episodes with no scripting at all. It doesn't mean there will be less substance. I still have a few notes and obviously, as usual, every episode has this kind of one key idea on which I develop. There's still going to be some science or some stories or some studies, but I've decided to stop scripting word for word these episodes. I don't think neither I was being a robot, but for sure I was scripting, I would say, 80 to 90% of pretty much everything you've heard up until this episode now. And for sure I was adding that little 10, 20% with little comments here and there, but I think it was putting me really in this kind of more robotic and also more reading mode because I was trying to make sure that the substance of the episode will be fully charged and that, you know, I will not go too much to the left or too much to the right and I will stick to the subject. But at the same time, I've realized this is not the best way necessarily. So now the reflection was sparked by a conversation with uh, a good friend of mine and he brought up to my attention that he enjoys the most my ideas, the opinions that I bring forward in our natural conversations. And I think that even has an impact on the tone of voice or even how you formulate sentences, which is obvious because when you write something as much as you maybe want to make it sound as natural as possible, it's gonna be written. So obviously I'm not gonna use exactly the same words. I'm not gonna deliver it in the same way. And it takes away the natural side of it. And even more now in an era of AI that is able to write, record, do the voices, do the even the video and the face. I think there's so much beauty in the human aspect of anything, 
even more when you're listening to a podcast, you're listening to someone you enjoy, I hope, you like the voice, you like the little jokes, you like the ideas they bring forward. So I think I want to step even more into this aspect of the podcast. Before I get started, I would truly love to hear your feedback. If you never left a review on the podcast, on Apple Podcast, or a rating on Spotify, I would really, truly appreciate it if you do. If obviously you've listened to at least a few episodes, so you have a certain opinion and you do enjoy the show. But also, actually, there's a new tool on Spotify. Under each episode, there's a place that there is a poll and also a question little section. So each episode, I'll try to customize those. But anytime, whether you listen to these episodes on Spotify or not, if you do have a Spotify account, account, even a free one, you can go at least, I think, five, six episodes back from this one and you will see a poll with a little question. So I think it's a really nice way not only to give me your thoughts, but also to interact. And also a very exciting news that are coming up this past weekend for the first time ever. I've had a full day of interviews for the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. So I think this is really a new exciting chapter because not only these are incredible guests, so we will have new perspectives, new voices, but also new faces because these episodes were filmed. So on the Warrior Growth Academy YouTube channel, these will be released shortly one by one. So make sure to subscribe to the channel. I will obviously announce again on the podcast whenever new episodes are coming out. But in the episode description, in the show notes, there is a link to the YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe to not miss it. All right, now getting into the subject of the day. So I was reading this book, very interesting. It's called Legendary Self-Discipline, Lessons from Mythology and Modern Heroes on Choosing the Right Path Over the Easy Path, a book by Peter Hollins. And one of the chapters is about Viktor Franklin. I think we all know him or heard about him and maybe even read his best-selling international book, A Man's Search for Meaning. But to still give you kind of the backstory, he's basically one of the few that survived the concentration camp Auschwitz during the World War II. And what's really interesting is that basically he became this face and also this advocate for looking at things in life with a very positive way and searching for meaning and purpose despite the circumstances of your life. And again, this man has been through pretty much one of the worst conditions someone can live through, which is a concentration camp ran by ruthless and violent and brutal people, which were the Nazis during the World War II. So in order to kind of understand where he was coming from and how come he had this different outlook on the situation and also how come he survived, 
I think we just need to kind of look a little bit at his life before, because as I covered in a past episode about the importance of training and warm-up before the game, which is a metaphor of basically you need to prepare yourself and train your brain before shit hits the fan and you go through some hardships because if you just wait for the hard situations to happen it's too late you cannot make a conscious decision of handling in the right way a hard situation by being in the situation it's it's not impossible nothing is impossible i believe but it's really not easy if you get triggered and you get mad at the barista messing up your coffee well the chances are when you lose your job that you're gonna be crushed and you're gonna be angry and you're gonna point fingers at people that it's their fault that your life is difficult and that you're not going to take ownership of that situation and make the best out of it most probably so back to victor franklin he was studying psychology mainly the teachings and the approach of freud and adler but with time and through obviously you know looking into their way of analyzing the human psyche and how they view the world and humans he made up his own theory Because basically Freud kind of brings back everything to sexual desires. Adler on the other side, which Adler, if I'm not mistaken, was a student of Freud before becoming kind of also his own rebel and starting his own theories and analysis. But Adler was more about humans being driven by kind of power and control. To put it in a very, very ultra-simplistic way. So Victor Franklin made his own philosophy and psychology, obviously throughout the years of studying psychology, and he came up with basically his own way, which is that humans' motivation comes from the search for meaning in life, purpose, the purpose of their life. And just a quick side note, and you know how I love Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee has four steps of mastery of almost anything. First, you research your own experience. Then you accept what is useful. Then you reject what is useless. And then you add your own. And we could put into researching your own experience, which is the first step in obviously also studying what others are teaching, right? It's not just you trying to learn how to fight out of going to the park alone and hitting the trees, right? You obviously go to a few different schools, you learn their ways, and then you accept what you judge with time being useful, you reject what you think is useless, and by that time, by knowing more on the subject, you are able intelligently to add what is your own, And basically, this is what Victor Franklin did. He kind of accepted that concept that humans are driven, are motivated by something strong, right? 
sexual desire for Freud, the power or control for Adler, but then he didn't accept necessarily those views or he didn't want to accept or maybe he found out, I'm not sure if he did some clinical studies or just he observed the people around him, but he brought up and saw that kind of core motivation as being this positive meaning, that search for purpose in everyone's life. And whatever school of psychology or philosophy you are or you follow or you like, there is no denying that we define our existence and everyday experiences by the meaning we give them. There's no truly good or bad thing. And that's something most philosophers or psychologists or anything would agree on. There's no such thing as truly bad or good things because there's countless stories of people going through horrible, quote-unquote, situations but being actually grateful for them afterwards because it brought out the best out of them but also it made them even more resilient and grateful for life because of that quote-unquote horrible accident or something that happened that took away something from them. It could be a piece of their body, it could be something just for the mind, so traumatic, but the outcome and the decisions they took later on were actually coming from and thanks to that horrible event. And Viktor Franklin was not denying the suffering, because obviously there was psychological and physical suffering in those camps, but basically he came down to his choice was compassion and love and he even described in his book how basically the nazis took everything their dignity their clothes their hair everything even their ability to sleep and rest how a regular human would like to or even would need to but they couldn't take away your attitude and what you have inside and the memories and what you're looking forward to and the compassion and the love that you show to your peers, to the other prisoners or even to the enemy, to the soldiers. And obviously he was biased on this point, but he observed that really those who survived the camp all had something in common. They had a purpose. They had a healthy connection to the world. They had something looking forward to. And they had kind of this just in general positive outlook on any type of situation happening to them. And hearing that kind of story we have to remind ourselves that this is obviously something not only beautiful, but inspiring and motivating, but this is very an extreme situation. And I think it's a beautiful way to paint a picture and also to convey a message because it is so powerful and so drastic and extreme. But we all live through hardships and challenges and little situations every single day that we don't even maybe perceive as a challenge. But it always comes down to how we treat 
all those little situations, how we view those little challenges on a daily basis, because this is what will ultimately shape who we are and also how we react to bigger challenges and situations that life will throw at us. There's nobody on this planet that has a smooth ride. So all that to say, I didn't want to share this story and this analysis just to inspire you, but really truly to ask yourself, how do you see your life events and what bigger and smaller meaning you give to circumstances and what kind of meaning you give and purpose to your life. And we often throw this word purpose as if this is your ultimate mission, but it doesn't have to be this grandiose, huge thing you're looking forward to in 20 years. It can also simply come down to every situation has something to teach me. Every situation is an opportunity to be compassionate and loving with myself and with others. This is exactly the meaning that Franklin gave to his life. He didn't have a huge mission that when he will get out of the camp and survive, he will go over the world and teach millions of people his ways of thinking. No, he was simply looking at those circumstances and wanting maybe to touch one person at the time and also survive himself obviously and also I think another thing we can learn from him is that he really studied the psychology of Freud and Adler and probably other psychologists and psychoanalysis and he really took the time to understand how they approach life how they see humans And also then to critically think and analyze and make up his own mind. Because if he stuck only to the ways of Freud or Adler, I don't know if those philosophies and ways of thinking would help him survive that camp. I'm not sure because this is exactly his whole point is that he didn't agree with them ultimately and he made up his own theories. So now in your regular life, we have an access to infinite amount of information, books, videos, articles, podcasts. So it's really important to not only be open-minded and really search for those different ways of thinking and how other people perceived life, but also then to take the time to make up our own mind and make up our own philosophies with informed information, not just because this is how you already think, because you've always thought like this. This is laziness. But through the process of discovery, kind of doing that four process of mastery of Bruce Lee, which is taking what's useful, leaving out what's useless, what you judge useless, and adding what's your own. On this, I hope you've enjoyed this first 
spoken not scripted episode and i will see you at the next episode of the warrior growth academy podcast an educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge an educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want it is important to draw wisdom from many different places if we take it from only one place it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it or the way the people at the office say you got to live it or the way society says you got to live it. You got to live it for yourself.